You're listening to Sideshow Network. Check out all of our shows at sideshownetwork.tv. Welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever here on the Sideshow Network, brought to you by Comics on Comics. So thank you for joining us. And uh, you know, Episode 3. Yes, episode 3. I am Sean. I'm Jen. And uh, today we have two books, of course. Uh, one Marvel, one DC, as Ooh, is the course. It up. Yeah, and uh, the first one we're going to dig into today... Um, is going to be a Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a annual too, so it is extra big. Yes, and extra long. Annually. Annual. Annually. Um, so yeah, it's a, a Catwoman annual from 1997, but it's a Pulp Heroes annual. So, um, and I have another one of these, like a Wonder Woman one. Yeah, and it's just supposed to be, you know, like ooh. Pulpy and whatever. And honestly, uh, it's called I Married a Mummy. And honestly, the only thing pulpy about this is that there is a mummy in it. Right. That, and that's it. Other than that, it's a regular Catwoman story. It just happens to be a very long one. It's also pulpy because it's made out of paper. Well, that too. Um, but uh, it's from 1997, so yes. this must have been the deal for that year when they were doing annuals, that they were doing Pulp Hero annuals, mm-hmm. which I guess in some way they're supposed to... I, I thought these were like supposed to be like an Elseworlds book. Yeah, I did too, and this one is not. I feel like the Wonder Woman one I have is, this one is not. Yeah, this is just basically just a story. It's a Catwoman story about with a mummy in it. That's right. really the only difference. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was. Uh, I love Catwoman. She is my favorite. Um, however, I found this kind of tedious. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, very tedious. And, <laughs> it's a uh, tedious story. There was a lot of. I mean, this is uh, drawn obviously with Balant Catwoman. So we know. Which that one, Jim Balant isn't drawing it. No, though. he's not. But that, that's the balance. The Balant Catwoman. Yeah. So you know which one we're talking about. We're talking about purple bodysuited Catwoman with crazy, crazy tits. <laughs> there are some crazy tits drawn in this. Yeah, it's man. something where I got. I, I got to say this because as growing, growing up as a as a, as a fifteen, sixteen year old boy, when I was much aware of Catwoman from this era, I was uh, fascinated by her. Uh, yes, and how she was drawn. But the thing that's fascinating about her is the way her outfit is pretty much painted on. It's just painted on. That's all it is. This is like some Spider Woman shit. It's straight up Spider Woman, but the thing is, too, is like the one thing I've never quite understood is like, like it, it, it's on her. Okay, so it's on her chest. Her chest is huge. Yes, she has big, perky, natural cans. Yes, and perky. Right. Yes. But it's weird because the way that the outfit kind of like forms to her, like it forms underneath and to the, the sides and to the sides and, and in like the middle. Like it, like it's it like, like, never, like yeah. The, this is not how fabric works. This is yeah, it's how, not. Uh, if you draw a naked woman and paint her purple, this is what she looks like. Essentially, yes. That's pretty much it. Because um, I mean, like, look at her ass in this picture. Like, this is like the most wedge-tastic ass I've ever seen. Like, that cannot be comfortable. Right. I mean, her outfit is literally like glues on, and it's I mean, just paint. it's just literally just paint. Something and 
what I'm fascinated by with her boobs is sometimes like she'll kick or jump or something, and then they look like they're up on her shoulders, like this picture in here. Oh yeah, well that's because it just looks well, like her shoulders. Well, because that's gravity. Yeah, yeah, but like that's a weird fucking gravity. They like go off to the sides and up, and I don't, I don't know. It's well, wouldn't they though? Uh, they probably just go straight up. I don't know if they go to the sides. But they, well, but but her head is down in between uh, them. Sure. Sure, why not? That's really, to be honest, that's probably the most interesting about this book. What is her boobs? Well, just I mean, well, and just about, like look at that, like that, that I don't even know what's going on there. <laughs> like, like literally, that's just like drawn. Like that actually has like, it's a complete circle. <laughs> it's just shitty drawings. That's what I mean by like they're up on her shoulders, and I don't know how that works. I think that's probably one of the reasons Batman wants to get her out of this outfit is to figure out how those boobs work. His scientific mind is like, how do those work? I have to figure this well, out. Well, she's but she's willing and to have do sex it with him. She's willing to do it. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, isn't it always obviously. the other way around where she's always like, "Hey, let's have sex," and he's like, "Justice." Yeah, it's because he's boring, but they still fuck. Right. Well, anyways. <laughs> obviously, anyway. and so her her. So, anyway, so, so her, she goes to Egypt. Uh, so here's the story. Uh, she is sitting in Gotham, and she has cats, which is always exciting. I was excited when somebody has cats. So she goes to... She's a Gotham. She's a big cat. She's got many cats. She's got three. See? Three. three. I know she's got a big one right there. She's got a big, big fat one. Big fat one. Yes. So um, she decides that she's going to go to Egypt to like get this pendant. Right. So she goes to Egypt. She breaks into some tomb. Sees a pendant hanging on a mummy and goes, awesome. Tries to steal it. Well, unfortunately, the mummy is uh, wakes up. Of course, because that's, that's, that, that's what happens. So, and he thinks she is the goddess Bast, who is a cat goddess, I believe, in, in Egyptian folklore. So he's like, oh my god, you've come for me. And she's like, what? And he's like, oh no, you're not her. I'm going to kill you now. But that, so then he kills like a bunch of other people who happen to be there, and then she runs away. She literally, po- he, the, the <laughs> mummy literally pops a guy's head off. Which is kind of great. Because the thing about this mummy is... He's like ripped to shit. Like he's, he's been dead for 4,000 years. He's one jacked motherfucker. Yeah, and he still has all of his skin. Like, all of his flesh, all of he's his very, muscles. He's well preserved. Like, his well preservedness and her tits are amazing in this book. It's just, what is going on? So anyway, so she runs off, she's got the thing, and escapes Mr. Mummy. Um, however, he comes for her. And then he decides, like, that he wants to marry her, and I'm not sure why. Like, he goes from, I'm gonna kill you because you're not really goddess bast, to, I've decided you're awesome, so let's get married. Well, hey, I mean, I guess if he's well-preserved, sure, that'll work. But, like, whatever. So, as she's, like, running away from this, some kid steals the gem. I didn't really follow this part very well. Some kid, like, stole the gem. And, like, she's like, oh, fuck it, I'm gonna go back to Gotham. And, like, some old guy's like, no, you can't because that mummy will be rampaging. You have to well, get Well, do fucking it. bad! Well, she woke him up. So it's like, you have to Who cares? steal back the pendant that you have already stolen, that was stolen from you, and put it with this ring and bleed all over it, and then he'll die. And so she's like, ah, fuck it. So she 
goes to find the pendant so again. So is this like the attraction of Catwoman is that she does things like that where yes. she's, she's like... She's an anti-hero. She's an anti-hero. Like she steals shit. Yes. And she's supposed to be a villain, but she's never been yes. a, really a villain. Well, she was a villain back in the day, but like she's not anymore. She's got this weird moral ambiguity thing going on. Right. So she, she's... Deep down, she's a good person. Even though she steals shit just because she wants to. Like, she's a very gray area. Um, I love anti-heroes. Always have. So that's probably one of the reasons I've always been drawn to her. So she's like, ah, fuck, now I have to do this thing. And <sighs> Great. So she steals this thing back. Mr. Mummy shows up and gives her a ring and is like, we're gonna get married now. And she's already been shot by, like, some security guy. So she, like breaks everything and throws it together, bleeds on it, and the mummy dies. His face, like, melts off. And that is... That's pretty much pretty it. Pretty much it. Like, it, it melts off, and then she talks to the old guy and goes, Oh, yay, I'm going back to Gotham. Uh, and then there's this part where she's, like, sitting on the plane, and this woman next to her is talking about how uh, somebody has created a priceless replica of the pendant that she has just shattered that just happens to be uh, is going to be sent to the Gotham Museum for an exhibit. And that's how it ends. Well, then why would she want a priceless replica? Well, because she broke the real thing, so now she wants the but replica that, but is but she priceless. But th- that's the point. She wants it. It's shiny. <sighs> she likes shinies. Yeah, and there's the, we kind of it's annual, so we blew through it. Yeah, it's long. There's as not shit, a lot to man. say, it's, though. That's the thing. That's that's the story. I mean, this thing is. I don't even know how many pages long. Fifty-two pages long. I don't know if that's counting ads or whatever, but no, probably not. Like fifty-two pages long, and there's there's really not a lot of story to it. There's not a lot of meat. It's very. Here's a mummy. Here, I'm gonna punch him in the face. Here's a gun. Uh, the end. Like, <laughs> yeah, <coughs> it's set the mummy it, on fire. It's rather yeah, it's just boring. It's it is boring. It's kind of boring. Actually, and, uh, and, yeah. but it's all. I mean, I mean, it's the it's you know, I guess it keeps in the theme with a pulp heroes. I, the like I said, the only thing pulpy about this is the fact that it has a mummy in it. Other than that, it's a very straightforward Catwoman story about how she steals something. Then there's a problem, then she has to steal something again, and then it's solved. The end. Like, that's pretty much it. Well, we should talk about that letters page. The, this letters it's not really, I don't even know what it is. Like, it is, what is this thing? Well, it's one of those, like, at the end of DC, you know, kind of like the Marvel bullpen issue, you know, parts of a, of a book. You know, they have their own page, and it's basically just a part for the editors to be like, hey, it's check this out. It's a company newsletter is what it is. But it's, like, a, yeah, it's just... I, this is, like, what you would get if you worked in, like, some uh, mom-and-pop shop. <coughs> Excuse me. If you worked in some, like, mom-and-pop shop, and you got, like, a newsletter from the lady who works the front desk about all the goings-on, that's what this is. It, like, literally talks about, like... Uh, talking about like bringing some guy is gonna take his parents to go see Do- Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or something. I mean, it's just it's weird. Somebody's somebody had a baby, somebody else has voodoo dolls on her desk. I mean, like, that's the sort of shit that's in here. 
the nineties were a boring time. Yeah, I guess. There's not Apparently in DC until it wasn't until Jeff Johns showed up that stuff started getting fun. Yeah, this so here's the weirdest part for me, uh, is Chicago Bulls guard Ron Harper has a Batman logo tattoo on his right leg, with the proper trademark, we hope. On the left, he has a shark tattoo, not the shark, the old Green Lantern baddie. Why, you ask? I like sharks, Hopper, Harper said recently. I like Batman. Good reasons. As we That's as, basically the only... As for which Batman character he sees himself as, he'd play Alfred Pennyworth, the man who has to dust the Batcave's T-Rex and polish the giant penny... Thank you for explaining who the fuck Alfred is, assholes. Um, to Michael Jordan's Batman and Scotty Pippen's Robin. They say, run to the store, I run to the store. They say, get some cards, I get some cards. They say, get us something to drink, I get them something to drink. That's the fucking blurb in Do here. you play basketball? Apparently not. Oh. Apparently he plays Alfred, but I just don't understand why in a DC comic somebody fucking explained to me who the fuck Alfred was. Because maybe somebody for the first time is reading a book. That's like somebody not knowing that Batman's parents are dead. Sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. No. No. So anyway, that. Uh, that's uh, that's it. Catwoman Annual Four, uh, Volume Two. By the way, this is from the '90s, so just have to reiterate because I don't want you to think it's something else. But. Yeah, so that's it. Um, and we Pulp will Heroes Annual number four. Pulp Heroes. Nineteen ninety seven. Get on it. Alright, so let's take a break and we'll come back with our new next book, the spectacular Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider Man. Mm. Stick around. So maybe you've got a great idea for a business and want to start selling your products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner looking for new customers, or maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. No matter who you are, GoDaddy wants to help you succeed online. Right now, GoDaddy is offering a .com domain for just $1.49. It's go time. Start your website today. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code COMICS149. That's COMICS149 to get your $1.49.com. Some limitations apply. See website for details. All right. Well, yes, we are back. And, uh... Thank you for listening to Worst Collection Ever um, here on Sideshow Network and presented by Comics on Comics. Uh, so this week we are doing our second comic. It is the Spider-Man... Uh, the Spider-Man. What the hell's wrong with me? No. The Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, issue number 46. From uh, September 1980. 1980. That's right, 1980. What a, a year. This is a very, this is what a year because <laughs> both Jen and I were both born. In 1980. Born a, that year. Yes, now you can all do the math and figure out how fucking old we both are. And also, this is a very important count because it could be worth $2,500. That's such a lie. Well, of course not. Of course it isn't. It's it's an essay contest, guys. If you ever, because you ever look at old issues from this era, uh, from probably from actually probably from this month or from these pat the, around this time in the eighties, uh, from Marvel would always have this at the very top. Like actually, I think like uh, the infamous uh, issue of X Men where um, uh, Phoenix dies. She uh, that this, this says it right on the top. You're like, oh shit. This could be worth it. it. Guys, it's it's an essay contest. Okay, it's basically an essay contest where you're like, you know, hey, is Marvel... Basically, you're saying what your favorite Marvel character is, what your least favorite Marvel character is, and how you would improve it, and what Marvel could do to 
fight the challenges of the 80s. Which, you know, I was like, well, I don't know, don't do cocaine. That would be a, one way to start. But anyways, uh, so Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, Volume 1, number 46. Uh, I will say flat out, I think Spider-Man is boring as shit. <laughs> oh, you're getting so much hate. Oh, I mean, I don't, oh, get, I, so I, much hate. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm alone on this. I think no, there's a lot of people. I think there's a lot of people that dislike Spider-Man. Uh, now, I mean, look, I, only, I, I like the Spider-Man movie, the very first movie with Tobey Maguire, that very first one. I liked the animated series from the 90s. And the animated series, yes. The cartoon. I yeah, used to watch that all the time. Yeah, the animated series from the 90s, from the mid-90s, was, was pretty dope. Um, yeah, I used great. to watch that because it was as a you know collector of comics during that time. I was also very fascinated you know, by all the X-Men and the Spider-Man mm-hmm. and all the, you know, and they also had the Fantastic Four and the Iron Man cartoons at that time, which uh, I kind of want to watch again, but... Uh, yeah, so Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I loved that cartoon. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Spider-Man in general, but I really did like that cartoon. But he's just boring. And he's just, but in the sense that he's like, he's all, it's every everything. At least, I don't know, like, I know maybe people are say, oh, you haven't read it in, you know, 15 years or 10 years or whatever. You know, maybe you should. I don't think it's any different. You know, I just it's always like, oh, I'm Spider Man and I'm worried about my uncle or my aunt or I don't know, like, Mary Jane and I'm I'm going to say a bunch of quips and I'm going to you know be a, be basically just a strong guy that does flips. You know what I didn't understand about this issue? It's like there are so many times when Peter Parker is just like, or he's thinking to himself about like how hard he has it. He's like, man, everybody's just ragging on me today. I just can't do anything right. Da 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 da. And I realize that's like one of the you know, cornerstones of Spider-Man, but at the same time, nobody really gives him that much of a hard time in this comic book. And if they He's do give just him a hard, sort of bitching, and if they do give him a hard time, it's probably justified. No, but that's the thing; it's only like once or twice, and everybody else is just he just like bitching about like how nobody likes him. Or, like, how he's having a hard time. And I'm like, actually, dude, that's, like, all in your head, bro. Like, <laughs> you're making this worse than it is. Yeah. So, so anyway. So, anyway, so I'll just, you know, we'll go through this real quick. But, basically, he is, uh, the foe of this issue is the Cobra, who uh, escapes from Riker's Island. Mm-hmm. He uh, slides out because, apparently, he's malleable and he can just slide through holes and shit. I'm assuming a radioactive Cobra. Yeah, for, I, for, I, I, <laughs> I don't actually know how his origins. I, I forgot. I forgot. Work. I forgot what it is. I, I can't remember if he's a member of the Serpent Society. Probably is. I shouldn't know this, but yeah. So he's got. He's very like. He's very slippery, and he's got a suit that's slippery. But he's just his body's able, like like a snake, to you know fit through shit, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know when he's able to do crimes. So he escapes. Uh, Riker's Island leaves Mr. Hyde behind. He's like, fuck you, Mr. Hyde. Yeah, fuck off, Because Mr. Hyde's like, hey, bro, what are you doing? He's like, fuck you. He's like, I'm out. I'm out. Peace. Mr. Hyde's like, "Ah." Whatever, Mr. Hyde, fuck him. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, So angry. Anyway, so yeah, so we go on, so we get to see a bit of Mr. Mr. And it looks like Peter Parker is actually um, a student teacher. He's a graduate assistant. He's a grad student who's a student teacher here uh, in this book. Empire State College. Yes. And basically, he has to teach freshmen's uh, chemistry and wacky hygiene and Sue. Well, I think what's really funny about this is, like, they go through so much stuff about, like, he gets to work. He finds out that yeah, he Yeah, it's like three or like, four pages. Really is, like, he gets... To, he's late to work. He gets to work, and he talks to some chick who I guess he was supposed to be dating, but he left her in the middle of Times Square because uh, he had to go, like, do Spider-Man shit. 
And if you think about that, like, wasn't Times Square horribly, horribly sleazy? In the like, 80s, yeah. 80s? yeah like, she's surprisingly surprised I'm surprised she didn't get stabbed. Yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> she's not dead. And she's not upset about it either. She's like, it was okay. And I'm like... No, I, is, wasn't that terrible back then? Oh yeah, before Rudy fixed it up, it was uh, it was before it was a tourist hell hellhole. It was a, a sleazy drug hellhole. It was, it was it was it was just grossness. And Peter's <laughs> Peter was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go take care of something. And then so he, he just leaves her there. But like they spent and, 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 and so But then he's like, well, of course, this kind of feeds into the whole. Well, everybody's making you know giving me her time. You know, but she was not giving him. She wasn't even upset. She was well, she like, wasn't. But oh, I mean, can we have dinner? And he's like, okay. And then he's like, oh no, somebody I don't like called me. I'm so upset. You're like... Stop it. He's yeah, shut up. And like, so then whining, he's, he gets like, his own cubicle and like his friends are dorks. And then he has to go teach like freshman science or something. And he teaches literally the most inept class of fucking hippies that I've ever seen. And I, I say that not as in like, oh my god, I'm making fun of hippies. Like legitimately this guy is drawn as a hippie. He has, like, a headband and the whole fucking nine. And, like, they're all idiots. They cannot do anything. So that was his day. Like, we go through, like, a whole page of, like, Peter Parker trying to help these people Poor not be stupid. Peter. Like, stupid. Trying to tell people how to help them. Before we actually get to the Spider-Man-ing. <sighs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I, just don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't. That's the thing. I think that maybe that's the thing is I don't care about Spider-Man's life. <laughs> Like, I don't care when he's hanging out with Mary Jane, and Mary well, Jane's she's like... not even in this. Well, I know, but, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, at some point in, you know, obviously in the you know in the later books, you know, he gets married, and he's you know, hanging out with Mary Jane, and whatever. It's like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about Aunt May. Fuck Aunt May. I don't care about anybody, you know, just fucking go out and just be a superhero, and whatever. And it's like, because he, he's all, it's already dubious at that. You know, or, or not dubious, but it's just it's not. I, I'm already bored as a concept of Spider-Man. Hmm. You know that the fact that he's just a you know, flippy guy that's strong and he can do Spider-Man things. You know, or he can do spider things. And I'm like, whatever. I, I don't care. I really don't. But you know, he's funny. No, I guess. yeah, he's got some good quips. So anyway, finally he goes out to do some Spider-Manning. Uh, though this is after like some guy not. J. Jonah, Jonah Jameson, some other editors for some other paper called and said, hey, the Cobra escaped, get me a picture. And he goes, how am I supposed to do that? And he goes, I don't know, you're really good at getting Spider-Man pictures, so get me this Cobra picture. I'll give you a lot of money. And as we all know, Peter Parker's always broke, so he's like, okay, great. So he goes out into the city looking for the Cobra and finds him robbing a jewelry store. And I have to do, I do have to point this out. Uh, he sly, he breaks through a glass window Yes. And much like Batman always does, except he does not shatter this glass window. He just pops it out of the frame, which is very nice, actually. He's thinking about these property owners. So, uh... Well, he's already got a, a, you know, a bunch of bold, you know, people hating him as it is. Right, so he's very nice, actually. Unlike Batman, who just breaks every fucking window in Gotham. I'm surprised anybody puts windows in their, uh, in their fucking windows anymore. Glass in their windows. Yeah, so basically... He but had, then he yeah. destroys a, a... A rooftop. Well, a, a chimney. He literally rips it apart with his bare hands. Which is always fascinating to me about Spider-Man, so, is that how strong you know, he is. Maybe he's kind of a dick, too. Like, that's the thing about Spider-Man, is like, you don't realize how strong he is. Yes. You know, that he's able to just, like, crush things and smash through things with, a, you know, with him and yeah, with his, his strength. And it's just, I, I don't, yeah. I just, I Which find that... Which is cool. 
I guess that's cool, yeah. So he starts fighting this guy, and they fight, and they fight, and there's, like, gas things, fight, and, fight, and, and venom, and uh, stuff. And then eventually the cops show up, and the cops are not the best cops, uh, because they're like, hey, Spider-Man's up there, and so's that Cobra guy, we gotta shoot at him. Uh, and the cops are like, wait, we're gonna hit Spider-Man, and the chief of police, or the commissioner, whoever the fuck this guy is, says, he can take care of himself, he'll just dodge it, and then they just, like, fucking open fire. Because, you know what, because he's screwing up their stuff, because they don't want his help. He's in the way. He's a lot like in a way. Like, just gonna have an extra body? Like, it's so fucking ridiculous. Well, because maybe like, they said... shoot these guys. I think, I think, says Spider-Man, I think what I think it is with the public reception of Spider-Man is that they don't even know if he's a human dude. Yeah. Well, you know, because for all they know, he could be an alien. Well, that's true. He could be, uh, you know, some sort of freaky menace that just happens to know, you know, funny jokes and have a personality. But well, I mean, he could be a blob of some sort well, that's shaped also, like a human. You know, there there was that part where he, like, saved that news guy from being newsstand owner from being, like, I mean, he does him. do good well, deeds. No, no, but then the newsstand guy turns around and tells him that he isn't welcome there either, even though he just saved him from a bunch of hooligans, because he reads J. Jonah Jameson's uh, editorials about how terrible Spider-Man is. So he doesn't like him either. So he is kind of getting a shitty shake. He is. I mean, he does get some shit, but I mean, I I just don't I just don't really... I just I just don't have as much sympathy for him. Yeah. So anyway, he eventually catches Cobra and gives him to the police, and the police... Put him in the car, and as Spider-Man is fighting with, what, commissioner or police chief, or whoever the fuck that guy is, uh, Cobra escapes. Right in front of everybody. He just turns around, kicks some dude in the face, and escapes down the sewer. He gets out, because fuck it. And, Why not? And then, uh, Spider-Man's like, ha, well, you guys aren't doing very good, you guys suck. Uh, and then he web-slings away, and that is the end of the book. <laughs> And that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty that's much it. literally the end of the book. That's pretty much it, you know, and we're, you know, this is a comic that can be worth $2,500 <laughs> to, so be on the lookout. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just... I just nobody, like, it's just like, he gets away, and like, the cops suck balls, and then Spider-Man's like, I hate you co- too, and like, that's literally the end of the book. That, that's actually, yeah, this is, like, literally the cops are like, yeah, it's like, you fucked up, it's like, you fucked up, fuck you, so leave. like, oh, there goes that guy, well, at least I didn't lose him, like, I really... But I mean, as a cop... Spider-Man would have just slung away with, like, a fucking middle finger towards that dude and be like, fuck you, I, I told wish the, you, you I kind of wish the cops were better, though. Well, because if the cops were better, then at least you could say that Spider-Man is just in there screwing up their, their business, and it, it makes total sense right. that they would be like, come on, man, we're trying to do our job here, and we're kind of good at it. Yeah, but that's the thing, because obviously they suck so bad at it that they need his help. And then they still fuck it up, even after they get his help. Yeah. Cops are shitty in this, this universe. They're they're really bad. They're not like Gotham-level bad cops, like the TV show Gotham, where they just like, oh no, a bad guy's here, let us all run. Um, but they're still bad. Well, at least, though, I will say, though, on the cover, though, it, it does say between Cobra and the cops, Spidey's got more than he can handle. Mm-hmm. So at least it's like, yeah, he's got, you know... Is it, there's actually two villains, mm-hmm. appro- you know, appropriated to this book, and uh, you know, yeah. it makes sense. It makes sense. It's, it's like, I guess, I guess, it makes sense as a story, and it stands alone. I mean, it's not a terrible story. I just find Spider-Man very tedious and uninteresting, and a lot most of the time, most of the time, not every time, 
I don't want to make say, you know, I don't want to go my way to say, you know, to bag on Spider-Man constantly, but, you know, I just... I, I am neutral towards Spider-Man. Again, yeah. I am, I've never been a Marvel girl, so I have a tendency to be a little bit more neutral. Right. Towards him. I, I'm, I'm fine with him. Fair enough. But again, I think he was just whining. <coughs> well, and the thing is, too, is I would say that, uh, also have to make a point, this is another book that came in a... Uh, grab bag of oh, book, comic books right. because I would not go on my way to buy this most likely. No, um, unfortunately, I mean, but you know, it did come in handy for this podcast. But from personal tastes, I'm not going to go my way to buy a Spider-Man book unless if somebody really cool is on it that I want to see if he hangs with and I can I can digest. But most of the time, he's not hanging with anybody I like. Unless if it's a Spider-Man Marvel team up, which is the whole purpose of that, he's teaming up with somebody. That you like, or if that you don't like. If it had, like, Quasar on it. Well, yeah, if you had Quasar, or Morbius, or whoever, you know, somebody else that I can actually dig into, you know, great. But, I mean, if it's just Spider-Man farting around in the city, I'm not going to take a pass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So that was it. That's it. Well, thank you for joining us this week. Um, Yay. You could find me on Twitter at AngryHeroSean, S-H-A-W-N, and uh, Jen. Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Jen Stansfield, and I'm on Tumblr, jenstansfield.tumblr.com. And you can also find me on Tumblr at theangryhero.tumblr.com, and of course you can listen to us every Tuesday here on the Comics on Comics uh, feed here on Sideshow Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to Vito and Juan for letting us share your feed and, and check us and checking out our podcast and thank you to Sideshow Network as well and we will see you guys next time. Bye.